Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And you're listening to The Wibs, the podcast for women in business. We're here with practical, real advice to help you get ahead at work. Without the BS. We'll be the work wives you've always wanted. Let's go. Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And today is our very first Wednesday Wibs Whip. Try say that fast. Honestly, <laughs> I actually slowed down. Just so I wouldn't stuff it up. We could call it the Wednesday whip. The Wednesday whip. With the whips. From whips? From yeah. yeah. Whatever you, you, know whatever what? you go with. It's a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> for those that don't know, whip stands for work in progress. We are all ourselves a work in progress. Absolutely. Some would say this intro too <laughs> is awesome. a work in, work in progress. <laughs> but we're, we're here. We're ready to go on this ride with you all. The people who are listening to us for the first time, who are we? Who are these voices that you were hearing? <laughs> Why? What is our experience? So I'm happy to go first. My experience is I did a journalism degree and straight after that just interned at anywhere that would have me, anywhere. I just was anyone's bitch essentially and then I started a job with a business it was run by Rory and Nick who were the owners of Hampers with Bite where we both currently work now and they were starting taste buds and I started there as a customer service role slash marketing you know one of those hybrid roles <laughs> where it was just just casual like, or a startup just work and it was amazing because I got to work in a startup environment whereby you know yeah I did all different things it definitely wasn't just a customer service role we really operated like an owner fresh out of uni which was really really good from there and I moved on to marketing manager then general manager which is my role right now during that time Rory and I Rory Nick and I started snacks with bite which was a snack subscription businesses to offices. Now, we started that just before COVID hit, which, you know, a subscription business <laughs> into offices when 99% of the offices are closed down. Yeah, great idea, Tash. Really, really, really smashed that entrepreneurship there. But where it was really helpful was because of our experience with Hampers, we were able to keyword here, pivot, which everyone said back then, and we pivoted the business to at-home snack boxes for employees. So... Then last year, both Hamburgers with Bite and Snacks with Bite were sold and both Penny and I work within there now. I'm still within my general management role and Penny is our head of marketing, but I will let you speak to your experience too. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool when you put your journey out like that. I love yeah, that. It's like a lot. So I don't know how to articulate it, but it is what it is. We're here. <laughs> I feel like yours was a little bit more linear. Than mine. Mine was a lot of zigzagging. What did I do? I also studied a Bachelor of Journalism. Two journos. Two journos. Finally, finally, at last. My parents will be so proud. (laughs) But no, studied a Bachelor of Journalism, started off in social media as like a footstep into that kind of world. I always thought, I'm going to move to Sydney. I'm going to work in mag world. Oh, that was the dream, wasn't it? It was the dream. I thought, Carrie Bradshaw, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be talking about beauty products all day. Love that shit. Anyway, it didn't work out like that, but I did work in a lot of different beauty businesses over the years. I've had some really cool jobs. I've been so, so lucky to work with some incredible female startup, Australian-owned companies, then moved my way up and just focused on different Australian like beauty brands, digital marketing, e-com being my focus, until one day the lovely Natasha slid into yes, my into LinkedIn DMs, yeah, DMs and said, hey, would you like a career change, a <laughs> job? 
Oh, and my God, it's a beauty experience. Hey, come join Amber's. And I don't know what it was Switch about it, but I felt I felt really good about it. And I am a big person of like, go with your gut. If this feels right, you should do it. I had some amazing experiences working with another, like an international beauty brand prior to that, which was really incredible. But something about this and the opportunity to to be able to essentially like give gifts for a living. And I love doing that. I love, I think it's a, a really fun thing to do. And it's not, I don't want to sound like a cliche, but just genuinely enjoy that. And I was like, this, this feels really right. And so I did it. And then COVID happened and the world changed. And guess what? Everyone was buying <laughs> gifts. Gifts and gift <laughs> You've never been more popular. And then after that, I've just been on this like really fun adventure working through starting off as the marketing manager in that role, hiring a whole new team of people, changing up, working on different businesses, launching different brands, then being quite super grateful for all the opportunities. But it's been a really fun ride. And now we're here and we're, you know, Tash and I have been working together for a few years now and we're starting a podcast. Yes, that's the that's the fun part. That's a fun part about working with people that you generally enjoy their time. We, as I said, we spend a lot of time together, but we're like, how about some more? Yeah, just <laughs> layer that on. Let's keep going. On. The area that I specialize in in particular would probably be people management and marketing. My background is predominantly in marketing and creative. And I'd say that what makes me unique in that area is my edginess, I think. And (laughs) we will speak to this. We'll do a whole episode on how to make yourself invaluable. But I think my... I thought you were going to say make your whole episode how to make yourself edgy. I'm like, <laughs> how, okay. How, I'm like, yes, that's what prone. the people need. <laughs> More edginess. No, it's turning what should be a weakness into a superpower. And I think that is my superpower of wanting to keep pushing forward and having that edginess to be more efficient and just that relentless mm. discipline. Love that. Well, I think what I would say I specialize in is aside from e-commerce, which is what I've been doing for the last 10 years, it would really be that branding piece. I love it. I'm really enthusiastic about it. I feel like it it is what drives people to purchase more than more than they people realize. And I feel really strongly about that. And what makes me unique in this area? I think I've had a lot of exposure to a lot of different brands. I feel very fortunate to to be able to see how so many different businesses work. Mm. And for me, I've taken the things I've learned across all those businesses and and I'm able to kind of channel that into this experience and what we're doing with Hampers with Bite and know that a lot of businesses have the same challenges. You don't always get these amazing opportunities. You need to be grateful for the things that you do have and and really work with what you've got. Like I'd say – like a skill of mine is being able to bootstrap it. I yeah, used to be really marketing manager of one, mm. which is me, just mm-hmm. battling it every day and not really knowing where to start or not knowing where to prioritize things. And I think, like, yeah, it gets you good at being able to figure out really quickly what is the priority because yeah. it can all feel like that, particularly in, in marketing and e-com. There's a million things screaming out for your attention. Absolutely, and there's always everything's changing. It's like e-com is very fast-paced, but it's a good place to be. Yeah, definitely. I love it. The top tips to progress in this area, for me, it is, and I'll, I'll repeat this until I, I just keep printing it, is make yourself invaluable. I think the biggest the biggest thing is to make sure that you've got skills that are outside of what can be taught. What mm-hmm. I mean by that is, you know, not anybody, but skills can be taught. Skills can be, you know, you can learn, you can get a degree, you can do that. Mm-hmm. But what makes you invaluable is your superpower and what makes you different. If you're an extrovert, play to that. You know, if you're an introvert, play to that too. It means you're probably more calming, more peaceful. People are wanting to come speak to you. If you're an extrovert, be that really fun, playful manager. And it's just really going to that skill so that 
no one else has mm, and yeah, making sure that. that you're unique. Yeah, I love that. I think my top tips, particularly to progress in e-commerce or to progress in, in branding or digital or marketing, whatever whatever your thing is, is to just start. Mm. I mm-hmm. see and I hear so many people being like, oh, okay, I have to get my blog up or I have to start my newsletter flow or I have start to podcast. start a podcast. <laughs> but what I would say is, just get started Absolutely. because if you wait for it to be perfect, you'll never – like n- nothing is going to be the perfect time to start. Yeah. You just need to get going, get out there. Mm-hmm. And if it's shitty, whatever. Like you oh, can wow. always fix it once it's done. But once you've got something going, it gives you the opportunity to improve and level up rather yeah. than having to start from scratch again. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. No, I love that. So today is an introduction episode. It is pretty much just us introducing ourselves, sharing our own vulnerable stories about being women in the workplace and answering the kind of questions that we will get our amazing guests in the future to answer. Love it. So the first one I want to go into is if you could describe yourself as a cocktail, which one would it be? Penny, kick it off. Okay, this is a very important game to me. Absolutely. Previously known as the spirit cake game. Okay. Now the cocktail spirit game. Yeah. It's not about your favorite drink. Mm. It's about what is most descriptive of your personality. Absolutely. So for me, it just, it also happens to be my <laughs> I feel like I can guess this, but. No, actually, no, I take that back. I take it back. I would be a honeybee gin drink. Let me let oh, me explain. Sure. <laughs> it's layered. Layered. Okay? okay. It's got it's got a little bit of sweet. It's got the honey, but it's also a little bit like it's got a little bit of zing to it. Okay. It's not what you would expect. Okay. It's very drinkable. Mm. But Maybe it's not for everyone. Mm. I don't know. No, no, I like it. That's I like me it. in a cocktail. Oh, I really like it. That's I may have invented the name too, but basically for those who want to make the, the penny drink, it's it's gin, it's orange juice, it's lemon juice, Yum. it's honey. I like it. It's botanical. Botanical. It's, it's a treat. It's, it's, it's a real treat. It's a real <laughs> it's treat. What are you? I'm definitely not a niche. I just think I'm an espresso martini. I am high energy, a lot, an acquired taste. Not everybody loves an espresso martini. It's pretty universal. But, but it is, you're getting there. It gets a lot of energy. It's it's a lot. And that's just kind of how I describe myself. And it happens to be one of my favorite drinks as well. So I love that. Yeah. So the next Question is, what is your most embarrassing woman in the workplace story? <laughs> oh, oh so many. Okay, you go first because I'm scared I'm going to go down a different direction. Yeah. Look, you know what? I'm all about vulnerability here. I think I will speak to my first networking event oh, yes. that I went to where I ended the day vomiting on myself. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like... <laughs> Uh, look, I was really, really nervous, so I probably hit the bar a little bit too hard too fast. There were some other things that I will go into later that kind of exasperated the drinking. Not that I condone that, but it happened. And, yeah, I ended up getting picked up by my partner and, yeah, I vomited on myself all the way home. Hmm. Okay. No, yeah. that was that's a very classy intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I am, I am. It's, no, it's beautiful. I love it. We're all about sharing the vulnerabilities. Yeah. I think – I have so many, but I'm going to go with the networking story too because mm-hmm. they can be <laughs> – Networking is just full of fun. Mm. <laughs> Gorgeously cringe. I am known at work for not enunciating things. 
And I think I went up, I was in Sydney for this work events, work networking event. And I reckon I went up to maybe like four different people that day mm-hmm. and none of them could hear what I was saying. I was, like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know whether it was like nerves. I was mumbling. I was like, hi, my name is Penny. <laughs> <laughs> and the uncomfortableness of their faces when I would like just slowly like retreat because that's what they were doing to me. Absolutely. I was like, I don't know what else to do. But I literally, I sat in the corner for maybe 90% of the event after that because I was too afraid to go up to anyone, didn't know anyone, like probably had like some like hectic like upper lip sweat because I was mm. freaking out. That, do you know, I just feel like in general, I think everyone can share a networking embarrassing story. They're just yeah. embarrassing. All My whole life is embarrassing. Even like, have you been to the ones where, oh, I'm not going to name names where it is. And, like, again, I'm not trying to shame people that are into this because, like, I, I respect it. I wish I could be. But have you been to the ones where, like, they get you up and, like, be like, death? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have been to one where it was like, all right, now everyone get up your seats and dance. Oh, you are like, lying. Please get me out of yeah, I don't want to dance. Were you, were you in a cult? I don't, I didn't want to be there. And I was like, I just, yeah, that I'm going red. Like just thinking about it's quite warm dancing. In this room. It is also quite warm in this room. But thinking about dancing, and I just, it's a lot. And yeah, okay. I think networking in general. Dancing just, and networking don't go together. That is a tip for anyone organizing an event. <laughs> Please, Please don't make us do that. I don't have like one story so much as every networking experience. I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting less weird. The next one would be something in your career you're most proud of. So I'm happy to go first with this. I think that, and I'll go into experience, what I've done, what I haven't done, all that stuff later. But honestly, one of the most proud moments I had was, I think it was, we had a winery event at work. And I remember coming back from it and just everyone I looked around and everyone was just so happy and I think I just paused for a bit and I just felt so reflective and a little bit emotional I just thought I'm so proud to be a part of a group a part of a team where like people are just genuinely happy and they all love each other and it was just such you just you just felt like the room was in love and I just I was elated and the next day you know getting messages from everyone in the team being like that was the best day I love the team we just it was just really lovey-dovey beautiful and I don't think I've ever been more proud of a work achievement than that. That was a really good day. I was there. I mm. probably sent you a lovey dovey. For sure. It's very on brand for me. That, that's beautiful. Mm. I love that. Yeah, no, it's cute. It's very cute. It's very cute. <laughs> Mine, I think, was not to take away from like your, <laughs> no, your beautiful, loving story. Mine was just yeah. about me. Yeah, no. I was about me. As used to be. My best achievement at work, I think it was my first year at Hampers with Bite. Mm-hmm. My. Favorite thing I that happened was I remember when we started. You told me about the A player of mm-hmm. the year award. Oh yes, I just remember being like, I'm so I'm like I'd love to win that. That would mean so much to me. To give context, just quickly, the A player of the year award is somebody who represents all of our core values. Our core values at the time was good, good human, think laterally, no I in team, and there was another one. That was oh, really like special. an owner. Ah, that's it. Acts like an owner. And at the end of the year, everyone in the business would vote on the person that they thought represented all of those core values. And I, so me being like the person I am, I was like, cool, do you need me to, like, I'll go pick up the award. I'm like, because everyone like gets a trophy who wins. And it was like a whole thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. And it had been such a hard year. It was a COVID year. 
And, you know, getting to know people was really hard. Like you needed to – like if you're going to get to know people over Slack and over Skype and whatever, you need to like be putting in like some serious effort to be able to do it. And I just thought – I'm like I hope that who I am as a person comes through after all of that. And then – so everyone put in their nominations, obviously peer nominated, and I won. And I just started crying naturally (laughs) because – It was very cute, yeah. We had to do it at our Christmas party. And I just remember feeling so proud and so like so special that all of these people in this room, my peers, people I work with every day – They chose you. They chose me. That was – Absolutely. That was probably my proudest moment at work. It was very, very, very good. And to be honest, because I'm the one who reads through all the stuff, it wasn't like – it was like – I'd say 95% voted for you. It was it wasn't like a close call. It was penny 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 with some really beautiful paragraphs and lines. I need to read really those one day. Yeah, they're when really When I'm feeling insane. down, I'm going to read them. Yeah, we'll just I'll send them through to you. Okay, so what is the biggest hurdle you have overcome? Look, in my experience it's being taken seriously, to be honest, I am a very naturally bubbly person. I love myself some fake eyelashes, fake tan. You know, I can be misconstrued sometimes as being that really bubbly dum-dum, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. And, yeah, sometimes that bubbly nature, that niceness can be, yeah, misunderstood. Mm. And I think, like what I said earlier, it's not something that I'm ever going to dull down. If people think that way, cool, I'll use that to my superpower. That's fine. That that ends up being their weakness, not mine. But that is probably the biggest hurdle I have had to overcome. I've been very, very lucky to have leadership and managers around me that support that and they don't fall into that and help with tips to navigate that as well. So mm. I have been really lucky. But, yeah, it is still a huge hurdle. Like when you go into... You go into rooms, you know, and you can just tell people are, you know, mm. judging and it's definitely a hurdle and I don't think I'm alone in that. I think that a lot of people experience that. Yeah, for sure. I think one thing that the WIBS is all about is knowing that you can be in your power, be feminine, enjoy mm. the things that you love. Like You don't have to change. You don't have to change to be good at your job or to be a great leader or an entrepreneur yeah. or whatever you, you're looking for out of listening to this. Like it's cool. You can do that. You can be yourself and and still bring something amazing to the table. I think my biggest hurdle would probably be like self-confidence. I think, That's a good one. Yeah. I think for me being able to have the confidence and know that my opinion matters in the room. Mm-hmm. My experience is valuable. No one ever like usually sits you down and says, hey, you're doing an amazing job. Keep yeah. going. Keep like smashing it out. Like we work in a very unique environment yeah. now where we're friends with the person that manages me. Mm-hmm. I get to have direct feedback. It has not always been the case. So having that confidence to know I'm doing the right thing, this is the correct way to go about something or just being able to back myself and know that, hey, like – you know, you, your opinion is as valuable as anybody else's in the room and having that real belief to keep going with that, for me, yeah, definitely been a hurdle and something I still work on, to be honest. Like, just, uh, it's, I think that's a, something that we all yeah, <laughs> we all have to work on. just wake up and be like, I am Beyonce. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. I feel like there, there's tips and tricks that we will share, but, yeah, it's not. it's definitely not super easy. What is the biggest advice you would tell your fresh out of school self? 18-year-old Penny and 18-year-old Tash, fresh out of high school, when you're so stressed, you've just finished your, what is it? You enter, you've got your enter school. Mm. Oh my God, enter school. Firstly, enter school, please. If you are in high school listening to this, 
Firstly, wow, I'm so much older than you and hello. <laughs> hello. Like, thank you for listening because like, I feel like I'm your grandma at this point. <laughs> but secondly, just don't even fuss about that interscore. Oh, my God, I was so stressed about that. Mm. It got to the point where I was so stressed in the last three months I just gave up and went to KFC when everyone else was yeah, that feels studying. Right. Yeah. yeah, it was just one of those vibes. Mm. It, was a, it was fight or flight and I, I, I flighted. I, I ran. <laughs> I, flew. I flew. I flew as fast as I could. So. Yeah, don't worry about that. But fresh out of school self is take the pressure off for one and two. It goes into what you said a bit earlier that self-confidence is back yourself, like back yourself. Like you do not, don't listen to the outside noise. I think one of the good things about age is as you get older, you genuinely give less beeps about what people think because like really the the only people that really matter to me are the people that are important to me and Mm. it's that they're the ones because I know them they're good people I want to make sure that I'm doing them right but everyone else shouldn't matter so back yourself is definitely one of the biggest pieces of advice I'd give myself Mm. I love that I think my advice would be invest in crypto buy bitcoin (laughs) I know I didn't sell no but I (laughs) I would say the biggest piece of advice would be even if it doesn't work out as planned, that's not necessarily mm. a bad thing. Like we were talking about this the other day. When I studied journalism, and I think I mentioned this before, I wanted to go wanted to go work in Sydney, work for a beauty magazine, and I was like, this is my life all planned out. And planning out something at 17 or 18 years old, whatever age I was, probably not always the best move. But I would say just be okay with things working out as they unfold, like not everything has to go to plan for your life to be worthy or for your career to be amazing. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Things get derailed all the time. <laughs> that is very, very, very true. Yeah, I think I think the whole not going to plan thing is really important because I don't know. I think it's because you come fresh out of school mm. that you just you're so regimented that you just feel yeah. like life needs to be that way. And then when you go into like the big bad world and you're like, whoa, okay, now it's up to me. I don't have a teacher telling me what to do. I don't have times to eat. Like you think about how regimented school is, and to go out in the big bad world, it is like it is super scary. And it's kind of like I don't know what the right thing to do is, but to be honest, there is no right thing. Make mistakes. Like yeah. the best learnings that you have are the mistakes that you've made. And that's yeah. just that I can definitely vouch for that. I've made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, I think I think that's pretty much a good insight into who we are. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, the more that we share, the more vulnerable we are about, you know, what's made us who we are today. I, I'm not a professional life coach and I don't want to be. I don't, I'm not a coach in any any piece of the word but who we are are two women in the workplace who want to share the Mm -hmm. ups and downs it's not a dick measuring contest I don't know how much I'm allowed to swear, so apologies. To I think we can. We'll have else. a language warning at the yeah, start. Yeah, maybe I'll just swear like, away. But it's not a beep measuring contest. It is just a platform for us to be able to share the things that we've had to deal with. As I said, there's there's, there's hurdles that we've come across being women in business. That you know, I understand. It can be we have come a long way with women in business. I understand that. I get that, but we're still a very far back from where we should be. Yeah, there's there's more to go. But I think being able to have like conversations like this and be able to talk about people at things really openly, that's important. That's part of the progress. Like we want to be able to be two women enjoying our lives, enjoying like our careers, having fun, but also being able to grow as people and Absolutely. being able to, and you know what? Again, not always going to be perfect 100% of the time. This is our advice. This is based off the 
interesting and unique experiences that we've had in business. And we've now had a lot. We've started off as like businesses of one to teams of 50, 100, depending on where we've been. And it's all just like part of the journey. It's part of the journey. And I think sometimes when things happen, and I, I'm speaking from experience, but when things happen, it's kind of like, oh, was that bad? Or, you know, you don't you don't hear the other stories sometimes. People keep a lot of things in. Mm. Give an example. That networking event that I spoke about where I vomited myself, one of the main reasons that I drank that much, and again, there's no excuse, I did it. I was the one who was sculling the wines. But to be honest, I've never felt so uncomfortable in a networking event before in my life. I was there with two of my male colleagues who were fantastic and amazingly respectful, and they were able to have really good business professional conversations with the other people in that room unfortunately as we sped up and I was having conversations with other people in the room the question that I was getting was have you ever been in a threesome um Jesus yeah talking about just completely inappropriate things that I can tell you right now I was not edging for I was really there to prove myself in my first networking event and the fact that I was faced with questions like that is just so uncomfortable and it's just these are the things that you know if you don't talk about it, you don't know that it's still happening. And yeah. That, and it definitely happens. I'm definitely not alone in that situation. And it's not fair. It's not right. But all we can do is just use this platform to speak about it and make sure that it is out there so that if anyone else is mm-hmm. going through something like that, you know, back then I was, I was, it was my first job. I was so eager to please that I just kind of like drank my way through it, which wasn't the right thing to do. Yeah. But I didn't know. We just want people to learn from our experiences and, Disclaimer for everyone listening to this. We are not going to get it right 100% of the time. No one actually does. That's a myth. It doesn't exist. It does not exist. But what we can say is that we've had some really interesting challenges and I mm-hmm. cannot wait to go through them with you all because there might be somebody else out there listening to this that is in the exact same position that we were yeah. in, whether it's, hey, you've been promoted to first time as a manager. What do you do yeah. with the team? Or you are in a room full of men and you're the only woman there. How do you be taken seriously? Mm -hmm. What do you need to do to be able to stand your ground and and not sort of be swept into the corner? And not just being called a bitch because you're standing your ground. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. I love love that we get to talk about that. But the point is is that we've had some experiences. We may not be experts. Absolutely not. We are experts in what we've experienced. Yep. And we're able to talk about that and share that with you all. And we hope that we, you find something really valuable in all of this. So Absolutely. And if you liked this episode, we have so much more coming up. The next few weeks, we are going to be speaking to some of the things that we've touched on today and going into more depth. That's the point of these Wednesday whips is just to go through a more in-depth version of what we speak about on Mondays or those tips, those really fun little quick tips. This is a more in-depth conversation. So if there are any conversations that you want us to want to hear our experience on and want us to chat about please send them through yep we will be on instagram waiting to hear from you hit us up on our emails visit our website please rate and subscribe to this podcast it means the world to us thank you so much and we'll see you next week have a great week bye Bye.